How do you parent a prodigal child? That's what we are going to be talking about today on this episode of Redeeming the Chaos, the podcast for moms who feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. This is part two of my interview with Katherine Seekers. In last week's episode, we talked about some of the reasons that kids walk away from the faith of their parents as they enter adulthood, and some of the things that we can do as parents while our kids are still at home to help prevent them from walking away from the Lord. If you missed that episode, go to redeemingthechaos.com, or you can go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 87. Well, this week, we are going to talk all about parenting the prodigal child, what to do if your child is resistant to spiritual conversations, if they're resistant to the gospel, especially as they get older, especially as they get into the teen years and early adult years uh, while they're still living in your house. So Catherine and I are going to talk about what to do in those situations. Catherine is an award-winning actress and playwright turned stay-at-home mom, turned author, speaker, podcaster, blogger, and motherhood apologist. She's a homeschooling mama of five and the host of the podcast Christian Parent Crazy World. Catherine is passionate about helping parents navigate through dangerous secular landmines and establish a sound biblical foundation for their kids. So here is the second part of my interview with Catherine Seekers. So let's talk about what we can do if our kids just seem to be, you know, we've we've taught them the truth of the Bible. They've been in a church that is solid. We're doing all the right things. What do we, what can we do if, say, a teenager is starting to kind of rebel against Christianity, feeling like some of those questions you mentioned, maybe something, having some of those questions like, oh, well, my science teacher, they are a more, more of an authority than, than the Bible or than my parents are, oh, we've seen we've too much injustice in the church. You know, like as they learn more and more from their culture, and more and more from other influences, they start to have those questions. So what can we as parents do to address some of those questions and just to to, to help our kids who might be struggling while, while they're still under our roof? Well, always first and foremost, no matter where your child is on their journey, pray, <laughs> pray, pray, <Yes>. pray. <laughs> and, and sometimes we look at that as a last resort. It's our first line of defense. It is the very first thing. And one thing I've come to understand is that over the years is we need to move into our authority as parents in prayer. We have an authority of what we have authored. God has, I, I have an authority to pray into my kids' lives that I don't have to pray into your kids' lives or, or someone else that, you know, in the world. I can pray for whoever and those prayers are powerful and effective. But when I'm praying for my child, God has authored that child through me. And so I have a unique authority there because God is a God that, you know, honors authority. And so that's that's a place where if my child is struggling physically, if they're struggling emotionally, if they're struggling spiritually, I'm like, I'm heading into a heavenly courtroom and I am getting busy with the enemy and saying, Lord, he is trespassing here. He is wreaking havoc. This is your child. Get your hands off my child. And I've got scriptures that I pray through. I've got a couple of indexed lists. Well, one index list over top topical index list that's a free resource on my website 
for subscribing that, you know, would help you to find, okay, if your child is struggling in this area, this would be a good scripture. But then I also have a list of scriptures to pray if your child is struggling in their faith or is a prodigal. So while your child is still in your home, one thing I would say is make sure you understand what stage of parenting you're in. I've talked about this on my podcast before. There's really four primary stages of parenting. The first stage is the caregiver. And that we look at that as being sometimes it's the most exhausting and difficult. It's not the most difficult. It may be the most exhausting, but it's not the most difficult stage, I assure you. But that's, you know, when your child is young and infant and you're up all the time and you're tending to their every need, you know, you're changing the diapers, you're feeding them, you're washing them, you're loving them and all of those things. So you're the caregiver. But then we advance to this phase of being the cop where we're like, don't touch this, don't go there, you know, be careful. And we're trying to keep them safe, right? At at this point, they have limited understanding, but lots of mobility. So we're trying to keep them safe. We've become the cop. But then in the elementary school years and through the middle school years, we're in this, and some of the high school years, we're, we're becoming a coach. And as we're the coach, we're not just saying, don't do this anymore. We're telling them why. You don't want to touch the hot stove because it will burn your hand. You don't want to run into the street to get the ball because you could get hit by a car. We're, we, we want them to under the, understand the why in this phase so that they can learn for themselves. So when you're not there, when they are in the front yard and you aren't there, that they understand why they're not running into the street, why they're not playing with knives. And of course, that goes on as we're, we're teaching them as they get older, why God designed us. And, you know, with two X chromosomes or an XY chromosome and, and what that means that that's not just an anomaly and we can't change that and the ramifications of trying to change that. So we're having those deeper conversations because we're the coach, we're teaching them, but then we're explaining to them the why. But then we transition in the late high school to early adult years to being a counselor. My counselor doesn't come into my home usually unless you're on a Zoom call. But I mean, in general, they're not, you know, they're not calling me. They're not a part of my everyday life in the sense that they're giving me advice all the time. That's the advice you get when you ask for it, right? I ask for my counselor. Okay, here's what I'm going through. What what are your thoughts on this? And you transition into this stage because your child has a free will and they're an adult now or almost an adult now. And you need to honor that phase of their life, even if they're not serving the Lord. Now, if they're still in your home, here's what's critically important. You do have boundaries, right? And my home, these are the boundaries. If you want to live outside of those boundaries, okay, but you can't live outside of those boundaries while you live here because we all live in boundaries, right? My husband and I live in boundaries. (laughs) My husband is not allowed to go out all night, hours of the night, drinking, carousing, being with whoever he wants to be with, right? And come back home and expect me to be waiting for him. That's not how that works. There's a boundary there, vice versa. There's a boundary. I can't just go and do whatever I want. Neither can your child. And that, that's a hard thing to do when your child isn't walking with the Lord or is questioning things, but you still need to make sure, okay, these are our boundaries, but you need to allow them the freedom to, to be the adult that God's creating them to be and make sure this is critically important. I should have maybe led with this. So let me just emphasize this greatly. If your child is struggling in their faith and they've been open with you about that. First and foremost, when that conversation, if that conversation comes, commend them for their courage in telling you. 
say, thank you for telling me. I know that took a lot of courage because you know what I believe and you, you're questioning that and you may believe something different. I want you to know that's okay. And I love you regardless of what you think, what you say, or what you do in this life. Whatever path you go down, whatever you choose to do in this life, I'm going to love you. And you know why I love you? like that because God loves you like that. God loves you like that. So my love is unconditional. And that that is really where we need to lead with our kids when they're walking with the Lord or if they aren't walking with the Lord, but especially if they aren't, because that's the first thing they're going to question is, does my mom or my dad still love me? Even if I don't believe what they've taught me all of this time, do they still love me? Is that relationship secure? You've got to secure that relationship. So make sure that you're doing that set appropriate and healthy boundaries. Okay. You may believe this, but you can't practice that while you live here. Okay. You may believe it's okay to do marijuana, but you can't do that while you live here. You, if that's the life you want to pursue, I don't encourage that. I'm dead set against that. I love you even if you do, but you're going to have to pay your own rent in your own way if that's what you want to do. If you're going to do drugs, you, you, you know, you can't live here. If you want to live and sexual relationships that aren't biblical, you can't do that while you live here. That just isn't allowed. So establishing those healthy boundaries, but making sure first and foremost that they know that you love them, regardless of what they think, say, or do, because God loves us that way. And when you have that kind of secure relationship, then then you've got the avenue of communication open to continue to be that counselor and to consent continue to be a voice of truth in their lives. That those that would be where I would start and lead. Because honestly, if they're in their teen years and they're questioning, they already know the truth because you probably already taught it to them. They don't need another sermon. What they need is an encounter with the living God. How are they going to encounter him? Not through a sermon from you. They've already had that probably. They don't need another sermon. They need to see the love of God in action through you. And that will be the biggest testament. Does God love me even if I don't believe in him? Does God love me? Does my mom love me even if I reject everything she's ever taught me? They need to know that you do. That is that is of the utmost importance. I love that you emphasized the relationship there because I think you know, if our kids come to us and they tell us, oh, well, I decided I'm going to choose this lifestyle and we freak out and, oh my word, I can't believe that. Absolutely not. You're grounded for a month and they're never going to come and tell you anything ever again. I love that you said commend them for their courage. You know, wow, that must have been really hard for you to come and tell me that. Thank you. I love you no matter what. I love you regardless of what you what you do. And I think that is so, so important because if you do want to have any influence in the lives of your kids down the road, you have to have that relationship. If you don't have a relationship, there will be no influence. And you're absolutely right. They don't, they don't need a sermon. They know if you've been doing your job from the time they were babies, they know the truth. They know the truth. And I love that you emphasize prayer too, just praying for God to work in their hearts for God, because God is the one who changes hearts. We don't have that control. Like we can do all of the the things that we've talked about. We can teach them a biblical worldview. We can have family devotions. We can memorize scripture together as a family. 
But ultimately, we don't have control over their hearts. They can change their hearts and they can choose to follow God and God can work in their hearts to change to change their lives. And I think this kind of leads into, I know you talk about a little bit on some of your podcasts about just the different responsibilities. You talk about the respons- our responsibility as parents. What is it the responsibility of the child and what is God's responsibility? Can you just briefly talk about that? So I, I know a lot of parents probably feel very guilty and overwhelmed when their when their child is is questioning their faith and they think that oh i must have done something wrong this must be my fault mm-hmm. where it might not be in their realm of responsibility so can you just talk about that really briefly yeah absolutely that is one of the first things a parent would feel is what did i do wrong and let's mm-hmm. face it we've all done something wrong as parents <laughs> none of us got oh, through this sure. perfectly <laughs> did for i make sure. some mistakes yeah. absolutely when you absolutely. when you realize what your mistake is own it and be humble about it uh, and go to your child and, and repent and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this mistake, these mistakes that I made. And that uh, humility and asking forgiveness is a, a bridge builder. So that's a really big one. I would say another thing for a parent who's feeling that guilt, understand this. God is the perfect parent. You aren't, I'm not, there hasn't been a perfect parent since, but God is the perfect parent. And he had two kids in a garden that had an infinite number of good choices they could make on any given day and only one bad choice. And like I said, he was perfect. Compare that to our kids. They have an infinite number of bad choices they can make in a a given day and only one good choice. That's follow Christ, right? So that's the world we live in and we're imperfect. But he was perfect and he had two kids in a garden who could have done an infinite number of good choices, one bad choice. And what did they do? They chose the one bad choice with a perfect parent. So I would say to the parent who has a child who's questioning their faith or may have left the faith, God understands what you are going through. And you could not have parented your way out of this because you're not perfect enough because God is perfect. Because, but because God gives us a free will, he gave your child a free will, they have that right to choose. And he, he can't usurp it, nor should you. I was listening to a message recently where someone was talking about the four ways that we often try to parent. Convince, convict, coerce, control. Convince, convict, coerce, control. This is not how we should be parenting. First of all, convince and convict, that's above my pay grade. That's God's job. That's the Holy Spirit. He is supposed to convince my child. He is supposed to convict my child. If I try to operate and convince or convict my child, I am operating above my pay grade and I'm taking on the office and the job of the Holy Spirit. I am not qualified for that. On the flip side, coerce and control, who operates that way? Not God. That's the enemy. That's Satan. So if I'm trying to coerce or control my child, I'm operating in the the spirit that is going to push them away from me and push them away from God. So I don't want to coerce or control. I don't want to try to convince or convict. I don't want to operate above or below my pay grade. Instead, I want to love. I want to speak truth when prompted by the Holy Spirit, not sermons, and to pray. That's my job as the parent. Your your child's job, if they're still in your home, is to live within the boundaries that you've lovingly set because the boundaries in your home come with benefits. And those benefits are for people who live within the boundaries. So if they want to live there and enjoy all the benefits of your home, then that's wonderful. Make sure they know if they don't want that, that's fine. I love you. Let's find you a place where you can live 
and do what you want to do. I'm still loving you. My door is always open to you, but you can't do that here. So that would be your child's responsibility. And then God's responsibility is to be the hound dog of hell and pursue your child. And he does that. We can rid some of those obstacles through prayer. That's my job as a parent. First and foremost is to pray for my child. Catherine, oh my goodness, there are just so many things that are so important that we just talked about that you just mentioned. And I can't wait to go back and listen to this whole episode and take better notes. I've been taking notes this whole time, but we are just about out of time. But tell us where our listeners can find out more about you, about your podcast. And we will definitely have links to some of those resources that you mentioned in the show notes. And you also have, I know you have on your website, a prodigal bundle. Yes, I do. So tell us a little bit about that and then also where we can just get in touch with you. Yeah. So I started off my whole show, Christian Parent Crazy World, with the idea of of helping to assuage the youth exodus. And my my tagline originally was that this is a podcast about raising godly kids in an ungodly world. And I was a little over a year into the podcast and the weight of that heavy burden of that tagline was weighing on me. I'm like, wait a second, I, I don't... I can't do that. I can't produce godliness in my kids. And so I switched my tagline to, it's a podcast about being a godly parent in an ungodly world. Hmm. That's all I have control over. So I started, I have so many episodes that are on the prodigal journey that was just heavy on my heart. And so I've assembled all of those podcasts and articles that I've written that would help parents along with the resources that I've, I've created the scripture lists and I put them all in one bundle package. So you don't have to go looking through all of my material to find it. So that's one of the free resources that parents would get if they signed up at katherineseegers.com. And that will be sent to you along with a number of other resources like the scripture songs that I mentioned. So you can find that all at Catherine at katherineseegers.com. Christian Parent Crazy World, you can find on any podcasting list, you know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's also on Life Audio. That's where you're going to get all the good show notes and my website. You would get all the good show notes to any of my episodes. And I'm at my handle on Instagram is at katherineseegers.com. And then Facebook is katherineseegerspeaker.com. So those are all the ways you can find me. And also my email address is katherine at katherineseegers.com. I love to hear from parents. I get emails from parents all the time who have a, a child who's wandered. That's the, that's the number one reason people write me is they have a child that's wandered away from the faith and they need some encouragement and they need some prayer and they need some resources to help them. And that's, that's what I'm here to help with. Well, I know our listeners today are going to be so encouraged by your words of wisdom. And I know I was encouraged as well. So Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today on Redeeming the Chaos. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you about my family devotional for Easter that is available on my website. Go to easterstory.faith and you can download a free copy of Come and See 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. Easter is on March 31st this year. So if you start reading on Wednesday, March 6th, You'll finish with the story of the resurrection on Easter Sunday, and then you'll finish up your reading a few days after Easter. But don't worry if you're listening to this episode in the future, a little bit closer to Easter, I also have a condensed one-week version of the reading plan that will help you get through the stories a little bit faster. Head over to easterstory.faith to download your copy. 
Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Redeeming the Chaos. And you can find the show notes for this episode at lariechristine.com forward slash 88.